Oh yeah, now I think we're into the normal process. Going live, we're live. Okay, there we go. We'll probably give it a couple of seconds. I assume it will probably take a second to catch up. Um, so I will do that. Let me, while I'm doing that, let's rearrange a couple of the windows here so I can see the chat, and then we'll do an introduction. So thank you. I don't know if anybody, Scott, or uh, if anybody did anything on YouTube to make that work. Um, but thank you. Not sure what was going on there. Uh, let me get those chats around. See in here. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Now we're ready. Sorry for the false start there. Let me pause these streams. Let's. Uh, we don't really need a million previews. I'll pull this back over. This has got our camera. Camera's actually live. Uh, okay. YouTube is good. Thank you. Appreciate it. The heads up. Okay. All right. Now I think we're ready. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Tim, and I go by Foamy Guy on GitHub and Discord. Um, today is a very special stream, so uh, of course today is CircuitPython Day, so of course happy CircuitPython Day to everybody. Um, I've been checking out all the uh, streams uh, and the rest of the content today, and it's been a whole lot of fun. Um, so I hope everyone else has been having a nice time. He for Restream YouTube uh, was wrong, didn't know which one was mine, so I made a new one that is labeled. Okay, I'll have to see if I need to do anything next week. Uh, or if it will sort itself out, but I can do that later on. How's it going, Gordy G? Um, so, a uh, quick introduction to what today's stream is all about. Today is a different stream, something that I haven't done before that I wanted to try out. Uh, we are going to be working on a game jam. So, for those that don't know, if you've never heard of a game jam, um, this is kind of a, a type of event, uh, sort of like a hackathon. Uh, so to speak, that goes on where generally there will be a constrained period of time. So uh, sometimes game jams go for a full week, or sometimes it's a weekend, or sometimes uh, even just a couple of hours. Um, you work for that amount of time, you try to build a game, and then at the end of it, um, generally this is like a communal event, so at the end of it, you can pass your game around and other folks are allowed to try and play your game, and you can play other people's games, um, and you can give each other feedback on... Um, you know, what you like, what you don't like, what, you know, what would be good stuff to add after the fact, you know, cool features and cool ideas that uh, you didn't have time to get to and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of the core idea is a, a time constrained game development session. So I'm going to kick one off um, and I figured it'd be cool for folks to watch along. I do want to say before I get started, though, um, and kind of put out feelers, I'm interested if anybody else is interested in ongoing Game Jam activities. Um, if we have enough interest, I'd be willing to help organize a community Game Jam where we could have multiple folks get involved. Um, we could do a longer one where we go for a week or a weekend or something like that to work on our games and then, uh, you know, have like a special Game Jam show and tell or something where we can all get on and show uh, the games that we created, and of course we could share the code and stuff so other people could play as well. Um, if people are interested in doing that in the community, I, I'm happy to help organize that, um, and I figured today would be a good a good way to show people kind of the idea of what I have in mind for that, um, is to see if there is interest in it. So, um, for my game that I am going to work on, it is going to be, uh, I've dreamed it up a little bit, um, I haven't written out any of my plans or anything like that. I've tried to do very minimal amounts of work uh, before I started. I didn't want to get a bunch of stuff done and then jump in in the middle. Uh, I really wanted to try to bust it out um, from start to finish as best as I could. 
Um, so the idea that I have for a game is kind of a, a mix between old school arcade games like Galica and um, Space Invaders, uh, where we will have a spaceship. Um, it's also similar, I guess, to Asteroids in some ways. We will have a spaceship. Uh, my idea is the spaceship will probably stay along the bottom. Uh, but other stuff on the screen will be flying towards you to, you know, give you that illusion that you're flying the spaceship forwards. Um, the goal will be to shoot our lasers at a couple of different things. Um, asteroids that contain resources. This is kind of like the primary mechanism that I'm interested in for this game is fly the ship around and then shoot like a mining beam, you know, a tractor beam or whatever. We're shooting this mining beam at the asteroids. Um, and you will collect resources from that, and then in between levels, you'll be able to spend your resources to upgrade your ship. So you might get uh, a better uh, laser blaster, or you might get uh, better armor, you might get faster flying or slower flying, or just more control over your speed. Uh, you might get a secondary laser where you can shoot two at a time or something like that. Um, you know, I'm not 100% you know, set on whatever all the upgrades are going to be, but the, the core idea is flying the ship around, shooting the asteroids to collect resources, and then spending the resources to upgrade your ship. That's kind of the main game loop, if you will. Uh, and then eventually we'll probably, I think, have some kind of enemy ships or something um, that will shoot back at you uh, to add some fun to the game. So um, that's kind of the core idea, and I'm going to jump right in. Uh, might be able to whip up some quick sprite sheets for assets. Nice. Um, and and if uh, I will say before I jump in one more thing, if folks are interested in uh, a larger scale game jam stream, if other folks are interested in participating in one of these in the future, um, relating to Circuit Python, you know that that's kind of my idea. There's lots of these game jams that occur, you know, all the time for just general. Uh, stuff people make PC games um, and web-based games and all that kind of stuff. I'm interested in a Circuit Python uh, one where we could work on handheld devices like uh, the device I have today, which I should mention is a uh, Pimeroni Pico system. Uh, that's the device I'm going to make my game for today. But of course, there's Pi Gamer uh, and Edge, you know, Pi Badge and um, several other possible devices, Pew Pew devices uh, like uh, Deshipu's device from the chat there. Um, so there's all kinds of other devices. This is the one I'm going to start with for today, but um, if we did have this larger idea of a game jam, of course, you could work on whatever hardware you wanted. So um, if that's something you're interested in, uh, ping me over in the Discord at some point, and if we have enough folks, um, we, will, uh, we will get something put together. So I'm going to jump right in. I already have, uh, basically the only thing that I have done is I have one image asset that's ready to go. Uh, it's a bitmap, I've already got it converted and I've got it just put on my screen with an on-disk bitmap um, just to make sure I got the transparency right and all of that. And so that's what's showing right there. Um, so that is basically where we're starting from, which is you know almost nothing. The first thing I'll do is uh, let's get some control on the ship. And in order to get some control on the ship, I think I will uh, make it into its own class. So right off the bat, I'm actually going to go ahead and say new file. Um, I don't have a name for this game. I should have probably come up with something. Um, I'll say space miner. I don't know, space miner. Um, yeah, we'll call it that for now. I will actually, let's put this as helpers. I like to do helpers as the name of the file for these. Uh, space miner helpers. I'm going to just make a ship, so class ship. I think I'm going to make my ship extend group for right now. Uh, import display.io, display.io.group. 
Um, Liz would be interested. Nice. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. How big do I want each tile? In this case, um, so I haven't got into tile grids yet, but in this case, my ship is... Um, it is 32 pixels wide, and I don't remember the height. I think it's... Um, yeah, 30... Oh, 33 we came out to. Interesting. I could have swore I did 32. Uh, 33 pixels wide, 25 pixels tall. Uh, but I'm going to render it, and the rest of the grid, uh, I mean, the rest of the screen won't be a grid. Um, I mean, it's a grid of pixels, but the ship will be able to move one pixel at a time. So it's not as though the ship will have to go an entire uh, tile width at a time. We'll have more fine grain control, is the idea at least. Uh, so we're going to make this extend group. Um, we're going to make init function for it. Oh, I should mention too while I'm getting going here, the, the, the constraints. So I have not set a, an exact timeline for my constraints. I'm going to go for a couple hours tonight. We're going to see where I end up. Um, I think I will probably pick up where I left off on a stream tomorrow. So I normally stream on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time for folks that don't know. Um, so I'll probably pick this back up and work on it some more tomorrow. Um, and then I'd like to see where I'm at after that. I don't know uh, if I'll keep going after that, but the, the whole idea is the constrained thing. So um, I'm thinking like two streams is kind of where I'm going to start. A couple hours tonight, a couple hours tomorrow, um, and then see where I'm at. I'm not going to give myself like a hardcore deadline that I absolutely cannot pass, um, but that's kind of the rough idea is a couple streams, um, probably about four or five hours total, something like that, um, depending on how things go. Uh, individual BMPs. This one, for right now, this is individual BMPs, um, but we could eventually have it be a sprite sheet that has like um, different animations on it for like explosions or uh, when you shoot the laser, there could be animations or something like that. So we could eventually do a sprite sheet for now, though. Uh, I am just going with individual, uh, an individual bitmap for the ship, and then uh, I think the asteroids as well once we get to those. So. Um, this needs to call uh, super.init because we want to initialize our group. And then from there, I'm going to add the ship to it. I'm going to start with just copy-pasting this. I'm going to do it as a on-disk bitmap, but eventually we might make this image load, um, especially if we do go on to have some kind of... Um, you know, manipulation of the ship, either like flying animations or explosion animations or uh, animations for when you collect a resource or something like that. If we if we end up wanting to make those kinds of things, um, then we'll probably switch this over and not use um, on disk bitmap, but change it to image load. Uh, in my code pie, I'm going to make a main group. Main group is a new group. Um, I want to spell that one correctly, and then we will make a ship, ship equals new ship, which we will import from our new helpers file that we created. That's this one, but you don't want this part of it. Um, group we can import uh, from display.io. Or I just, I guess, add it like that would work as well. I'd definitely be interested in CircuitPython and Game Jam, but I can't promise I'll have the energy to participate at any particular date. Yeah, no worries. I think um, if we do go about this, you know, it will be open to the whole community, but it will still be um, not strict, right? Like, my intention is not to make it so that, uh, you know, you, ha you have to feel like you have to participate or that you have to feel like you have to participate the entire time or something like that. Uh, we'll definitely be going super wide open, uh, participate as much or as little as you want. Uh, if, if you don't have it in you on a particular day or whatever, that's totally no big deal at all. 
Um, we may even make it a, a longer range, like maybe call it a week or two weeks or something, but um, that way, you know, you have time, you could work on it, you know, it, during that time whenever you want. So yeah, we'll definitely keep it very uh, organized, but loosely organized. We're not necessarily looking to make a ton of rules about how you do it and how much you have to do it and all that kind of stuff. We just want to have fun with it for sure. Uh, so I'll make the main group, I'll add the ship to it, I'll put the main group on the display. Uh, we will, we have a tile grid in here, so we want to go self-append so that we're putting our ship onto our self-instance of group. I'll save that, and maybe we'll get a ship back. Yeah, it looks like we've got a ship back. Uh, so I'm going to then do uh, some ways to move. So I think what I'm going to do is make a function called left arrow uh, button event, uh, button btn event. And I'm going to go ahead and actually just do a right one while we're here, def uh, right arrow btn event. So, yeah, uh, whenever this gets called, we will want to move the ship left or right by one pixel. So when the left arrow is pressed, um, and then we got to decide, do we want to move, I think we want to move the, the super instance of group. So what we'll say is just self.x, uh, we'll go minus equals, minus equals one, um, but we'll only do it if self.x is greater than zero. We don't want to run off the left side of the screen. And for here, we'll do a similar thing. If self.x is less than, um, I'm going to want the display size. So I think what we can do is maybe inside of a, init here we could say display size and then self dot display size display size ship movement sprite sheet let me check that out oh yeah my show in folder thing is being weird today is Ah, there we are. Nice. So you got some different rotations in there. Ah, yeah. So my initial plan is, uh, unlike asteroids, we will not be changing the angle. My initial plan is we will stay facing forwards, uh, but we'll move back and forth laterally along the bottom, and then the rest of the stuff will kind of fly at you. So it's uh, a bit like Galaga and what's the other one? Space Invaders, I think, where you're... Th you're player character is at the bottom and you stay there just back and forth a bit. Uh, maybe eventually we'll go forward and back some too, I'm not sure, um, but that's the plan to start with. So unlike asteroids, we're not going to fly our ship to the center of the screen and then be able to point um, all around. Oh, that's the original Galica, I see, okay. Uh, while mining. Mining, yeah, so we're going to shoot the asteroids in order to get resources. That's what the mining is. You will shoot the mining laser at the asteroids that will give you the resource and then you'll be able to update your ship with those resources to get better stats and stuff like that. Um, okay, display size, we'll be able to have this now and then when we create it here, we'll go, it's just gonna be a tuple display dot width 
display.height. And one thing is we want a height and a width of our ship. So what I'm going to do is make properties. Property def height return self dot uh, or bitmap. We're doing a one by one tile grid, so these are just going to be actually the same for us. But I don't think it actually does matter. Oh, we uh, will need self dot. I'm going to call this ship bitmap. Eventually, we might have um, other ones, like for the lasers, or maybe those will be their own class. I'm not sure. But we'll call this ship bitmap. That way, we can be extra descriptive in our code. Save that. Um, what is, oh, okay, yeah, this will need to be self then. Uh, question. While mining, got it. Question. And then you buy resources with microtransactions to get a better ship. Yeah, we're going to skip the microtransactions uh, in my version, but I will open source it. And uh, if anybody uh, wanted to, they could try to add that, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we're going to be going full on free. We're trying to avoid the pitfalls of uh, some of the mobile development landscape uh, of, of the world. So uh, all free, uh, free to play. I'll share the code. Everybody can do it. Um, it would be kind of funny, though, to make... It would be kind of funny to do like a... Um, what's the right word I'm looking for? Like a parody or something? It would be funny to have a microtransaction page where it says, like, buy a better ship for $10 or whatever, and you can go in there and click it, and it, and it just gives you the better ship um, without actually paying. I don't know. I would find that a little bit funny, but I also don't want to mislead people about it or have anybody get get crazy on me and think that it's actually real uh, but I, it, it is something I would find that pretty funny truthfully uh, so here we're gonna go display size uh, one which will be the width no the uh, okay actually we want zero which will be the width so we're gonna go the width of the display minus the width of the ship self dot width I never did make width let's do that Uh, okay, and then of course we don't, I was about to go press the buttons, but obviously we've not called this code from anywhere, so nothing's going to happen yet. Um, let us, do we want to just hook up the buttons and then start testing, or do we want to test it before we hook up the buttons? Uh, let's go ahead and hook up the buttons, I think. Yeah, why not? So I have TO connected. I'm going to go import board, stir board. Uh, how did the D-pad work on this one? Is it... Software down, left, right, up. A, B, all this stuff. I think I'm going to use keypad. I'm going to use keypad and then hook up each pin individually to a keypad object. Whenever I need to use keypad, I head to this guide. 
which is pretty much like the sacred text of keypad. Uh, we want one with multiple individual pins, which is pretty much how this one works, I think. Okay. Uh, and so I like doing it this way where my my objects are going to have these like, you know, button event functions. That way at the code pie level, we're just listening to the hardware and calling those functions, which would make it super easy if you wanted to go and port this code to a different device. If you don't have a Pico system, but you have a Pi gamer or something, you want to play the same game, you have to hook up your buttons differently. This allows you to do that hooking up of the buttons inside CodePy. Um, and then, you know, you just change what your, you know, you, you hook up your own button events and then call these functions so you can swap it over to a different device really easily. Uh, so we're going to import keypad, set it up with one of these. I'll start with just left and right. Let's see where that gets us. Um, I forgot to mention as well, I do have the YouTube chat open, but I haven't put the, uh, I don't have it on the screen this time. Um, but you can feel free to ask questions or interact in the YouTube chat or the Discord, uh, which is the one that's on the screen there. So we've got our keypad object. We need to read it inside of our main group here. So we'll say event, get event. So we'll see if that prints. Okay, it didn't crash. There we go. Okay, that's looking good. Uh, event, is it dot action or what is the thing that's on it? Um, pressed or released. Okay, so we'll say if event dot pressed. Pressed property. Yeah, there we go, okay. And let's see. So eventually I guess we'll want to be able to hold down. So yeah, let's say rest. else released okay so I don't know if this is gonna be the exact way I end up doing it in the long run but this is how I'm gonna start is by saying left button is down equals false right button is down equals false 
if event dot key number equals one is right. Uh, actually, let me just keep the print here, I think. If key number is one, that's the right button. We're going to say right button is down equals true. Elif event key number is zero. Left button is down. And we basically want to do the same thing, but set them back to false here. But I think what I'll do is read all the key events, process everything, set these state variables, and then after we've done all of that, then we go ahead and look at our state variables and actually update the state, like update the game, draw the next frame, essentially. Um, we could intermix it, but again, this I think will make it easier when it comes time to try to port this to a different device. Uh, to separate these things out. So what I'll say here is uh, if right button is down, uh, ship dot, my ship go, not called ship, it is. Ship dot right arrow, if left button is down, ship dot left arrow button, I call it event. I guess in this case it's actually being held down. Maybe event is not the best name for it. Gone so far as to create a button class .py file modified for a specific device. Handy for having difference between uh, touch and physical buttons. Yeah, there is also a cursor control, which is good for that. Cursor control is a way to um, basically get a cursor that will allow you to click touchscreen buttons using a D-pad. Okay, there we go. Uh, so it is. Much too fast, but it does move. So I'm going to make also a game object. This minor game. This is also going to be group. This is actually just going to take the same thing as the other one. Oh, we won't have this. This is really what I meant to copy. Initialize the group. And we're actually going to go ahead and move the ship setup into here. Level width and height. Add the game to the group, and then so here we will not be calling ship 
but instead we're going to have similar functions on game as well. And these are actually just going to go ahead and call Oops. Probably took over the chat. Apparently I opened up the help of PyCharm accidentally. We're kind of just passing this through. And if we did that correctly, we're basically still in the same state. Looks like we didn't. Uh, game. Red arrow button event. Self dot. Yep. There we go. Okay, so for slowing this down, We are going to make a tick function. I'm going to pass for right now. I'm going to make some more variables. Uh, first one will be, let's say, um, uh, frame delay. This is going to be the amount of uh, milliseconds between no, this is, it's going to be in seconds, actually. This is going to be the amount of seconds in between each game frame. So let's make it 0.1 for now. We'll say 10 frames per second. Uh, eventually, we may tweak this to make it something else. I don't know. We have that. We're going to want... Um, Last update time, zero. Import time. Inside of tick, we're now going to say if time dot, actually, let's make now. Feeling we'll want this later. Now equals I'm not monotonic. If it's greater than. Last update time plus frame delay. Then, let's see what do we want to do. Basically, this is where we want to limit the speed at which we're calling these things. Okay, so I think, actually, what I'm going to do is move these state variables into the game object. And one thing I could do is actually make a state object, but I think for now I'll just start with these variables. I think the ship explosion larger sprite sheet, but eventually, oh, but evenly spaced, the tiles are the same size. Didn't check if they're divisible correctly, though. I gotcha. Here. 
Okay. Now is greater than the last uptight time plus frame delay. That means we waited long enough. That is when we're going to check our state and call our events if needed. So then back inside of here, we're just going to say, okay, these will need to be game though. Game dot. Uh, and I will mention too, also, like, definitely possible I'm not going about this the best way, right? Like, I am definitely aiming a lot more for speed than anything else. Um, so it could be the case that I would want to come back, change the way some of this stuff works. Could be the case that there's better ways to do some of it. But this is how we're starting for now, just to see if we can get it, see what we can get done quickly. Okay, so we still move pretty fast. We'll probably end up delaying this a bit more, but the next thing I want to find out, though, is if my time limiting is actually working. Uh, no, it's not, though. It's not because we're never updating this. Um, that last update time equals now. Okay, there we go. And that's very slow. We won't want it to be quite that slow. Uh, let's say something like 30, 30 frames, 30 frames per second. So one second divided by 30 frames. Still fairly slow. now so I'm trying to get a feel for if that logic is just wrong huh no string let's say now and um, these ones get a look at both of these just see if they're making sense gonna spam a lot but Okay. 
Yeah, that looks pretty reasonable. I think that's how it's supposed to be behaving. So time we're waiting for is on the right. The time that it currently is is on the left over here. And we are getting essentially about 0.03 seconds in each one. So if we put this to 60, does that speed up our movement? does but it is it does it one thing i have found uh is that printing tape takes time sometimes so sometimes if you are printing especially in games where your main loop is running really really fast uh, if you are printing, sometimes it will make things slow down. Oops. Or that is any faster, actually. Are we moving one pixel per frame? Uh, yes. Uh, and we can, if we do end up wanting to speed it up, we can definitely move multiple pixels instead. Wonder if this is... Oh, okay. Yeah, we can totally just do that. So that I do kind of like the feel of. That feels pretty good right there. Eventually, the side-to-side -side speed, that could be one of the things that you can upgrade as well. So maybe you can make yourself faster. Um, you can make yourself faster, potentially, by getting the upgrade. So we're moving back and forth now. We're limited a bit, little bit. Uh, we've got our game tick in there. Let's, uh, let's get it to... Well, firstly, let's put the ship at the bottom of the screen. So... Do that when we create it. Play height minus there go. Let's work on shooting a laser. Uh, in order to shoot a laser, I need to have a laser image. Well, we could just do pixels or something, I guess, but got some laser images here. Uh, I'll start with a blue one. Let's do a nice basic one, I think. Um, let's just start with... This one. 
Okay, so I am gonna go transparency, remove alpha. Now, and use green. I like to use green for the green, like the transparency. Go indexed. We are going to go change green to zero. Uh, the other thing is there'll certainly be room for improving the graphics. I intend to just go bare bones on the graphics, get a functional set of graphics together, uh, and leave it at that for now. But we could have quit just because it takes time to like convert from PNG to bitmap and indexed and get the right uh, transparency index and all that. Uh, it takes time to do all of that stuff. And so instead, I'll focus on just getting kind of one of everything I need and then build it around that, and then we'll eventually be able to do that. Blue laser now. Also, how big is this? 9 by 37? We should probably make it smaller. I should have done that before. Uh, yeah, I should have done that before I got this far. this one more time hopefully i won't burn too much time on stuff like this stuff i'm trying to get away from by not doing too many different graphics to start out with here so let's shrink it first shrink try like 16 four pixels wide We don't have too much corners, actually. Currency. Laser. 
Uh, and eventually I think what we'll do is different color lasers will be different things. One of them will be the mining laser, one of them might be the blasting laser to shoot the enemies. Um, maybe we'll have different colors are different strengths or something like that. Um, there'll be time to do all of that, I think, at some point, but that's not. I won't focus on that stuff until I get the majority of the behavior out of the way and done. Um, so let's get it to where we can shoot a laser. Um, I think we should probably use image load, I think, or let's try on this bitmap and see how it works. If it's updating too slow, we might try image load and see if it makes a difference, but let's actually do stick with on disk bitmap and see where that gets us. Um, I think I'm going to make a list for lasers. I don't know for sure if we'll want to keep this. Let's let's go down this road a bit. We may end up turning back around. We'll see. Um, so basically, I want to have a list of the different lasers, and the thing will be is like eventually, like you'll be limited to being able to only shoot, you know, one laser to start with, and you have to wait for it to fly off the screen or hit something until you can shoot another one. But that might be one of the things you could upgrade is the amount of lasers you're able to shoot before. Uh, you have to wait to go off the screen. And I think a list is a good way to express that. You kind of have like a a list of however many, you know, X lasers that you're allowed to shoot, laser bullets, if you will. Um, these will go on disk the same way. I, I think the game should hold these. Um, again, we may end up refactoring. I may change my mind on that later, but for now, I think I want the game to hold this. And tile grids. So I think, I, I, if I recall correctly, I think you can make multiple tile grids out of the same on-disk bitmap. Uh, I might be wrong, I might be misremembering, but I want to say that's the case. Um, I think what we'll plan is we append the tile grid to lasers, that way we're going to be able to have multiples, make transparent, Let's put this stuff with ship. Let's keep all the like things together here. Okay, so we never did add this to the group, so it's not going to be showing. Um, let's get a def. Assuming these are A and B buttons, yeah.
Okay. And I don't know, actually. Do we want that to be part of the ship, or do we want that to just stay inside the game? I think I'm actually going to keep it just inside the game for now. So instead of calling ship A button press here, we're actually just going to essentially uh, fire a laser. And to do that, we need to basically show our laser um, at the ship and then start it moving upwards so let's say right now we're just going to have the one tile grid inside of our list you know to start with let me just hard code it eventually we're going to obviously want to deal with the list as a list but to make that simpler for getting the initial logic out of the way i'm just going to say laser zero I'm going to do a few things. I'm going to say um, laser zero here is going to be hidden. So when we create it, we're going to make it hidden. Eventually, we could have a for loop where we could make multiples of these, and they all get hidden as we create them. When we go to fire it, we are going to say laser zero. We're going to get the first one in the list. We're going to... Uh, we're going to move its location, x equals, um, let's say, ship.x plus ship.width over 2, is 0.y equals ship.y. I'll actually start just, well, maybe uh, minus 1 or something. So inside of tick or game, what we are going to do is, if it's time to tick, we're going to go through our list of lasers for laser in self.lasers. Go over each one and then say if laser dot hidden equals false. If it is, if this laser is showing, we're looping over the list, we're checking each one. If the current one is showing, then we want to go laser.y minus equals 1. Uh, if laser.y greater than 0, we want to do that. Else Will this update the one that's inside the list? I'm not actually sure if that works that way. Set it back to hidden. Essentially, we're going to set it back to hidden when we get to the top of the display. So I think we're almost ready to test it. We will need to add the A button into here, which I guess is probably going to be board.swa, hopefully. And then... I think what we'll do is only trigger this one on the release. So you have to press in release, and that release is when we'll actually trigger this. 
Um, maybe eventually we have like a press and hold and it shoots multiple or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where we end up with. For now, I'm going to do it on release. Uh, we're going to say elif event.keyNumber2. I assume this will be the number for the A button. We say game.a button event. And eventually we could probably make a function called like fire laser or something like that. So it's a little bit more descriptive uh, as far as like what it's doing in the game logic. For now, I'm going to keep it just like this though, and we'll see if it works. Does it crash? It does. Has no bitmap. What did we do? We probably copy pasted something wrong. 25. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's still working. Okay, so we didn't see anything there. Let's start troubleshooting. Um, get a print here, yeah. Oh, well, okay, so, yeah, yeah, th this is not quite right, though. We want um, a button event, yeah, well, okay, I guess I just didn't get get all the way there. So we're setting the location of it. The next thing we want to do is um, self.laser0 hidden false, so let's show it so that it's actually showing, and then inside of our tick... Okay, that part we do have, so I guess, yeah, we just never did set hidden to false. Huh. Oh, we never added it to the group. So to do that, let's go for laser in lasers. append the laser to the self group, the self instance of group inside of game. There we go, that's what we're after. Okay. Pew 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 pew. So you see how the the uh, the laser it like disappears halfway up the screen like that? But if I let it fly all the way, then it will go all the way. Uh, when it's disappearing like that, that's because I'm pressing A again and it's not done yet. So it's uh, basically shooting the next laser before the other one is finished. And I had mentioned that that's one of the constraints we want. So actually what we're going to do is in here, we're going to say um, see if uh, lasers available. Or let's actually let's do this a bit different. Let's say self dot uh, first available laser. Index equals. Put index here. 
Yeah, we do. That's a very important step in a game like this, the old, the first pew-pew action. So we're going to make a def uh, uh, property, property uh, first available laser. That's going to say for laser in self.lasers if laser dot hidden equals true return index index comma numerate first available laser index I guess to be specific uh, in is in return index and if we make it all the way down here return none and then uh, if index is not none so I think this means we can only fire one laser until it is like reset except for we have valid syntax which is what the red is telling me question Ah, yeah, function, we need to have this. Okay, nope. Uh, what is this? No attribute. 46. Oh, I didn't change it to index. There we go. So I'm spamming fast now, but it's not letting me. It waits until it gets all the way off the screen, and then I'm able to shoot the next laser. Perfect. So that's exactly what I want for that. And theoretically, we would be able to just add more lasers to this list, and then uh, I think we'd be able to shoot them faster, but still constrained by X number of them on the screen at once. Um, so let's... Um, Let's do something to shoot our mining laser at. Um, meteors. I'll just take one of these ones. So again, I'm going to shrink first. And I think this should be roughly similar in size to the ship, maybe a little bit smaller. So let's say maybe 24 for that. Copy this, new one of these, uh, layer, no, uh, image, mode, we're already on RGB. Let's go layer, transparency, remove. Let's go paint bucket green, drop it there. And a couple of these ones. Whoops. Uh, yeah, let's do it about like that. 
Let's go mode indexed. Let's go color map green to zero. Export, let's say, uh, or zero, gray, or zero, in anticipation for potentially having different colors and also potentially having different numbers other than zero. Uh, eventually, we'll have maybe a random, like, obviously, there's a bunch of different shapes here, so, um, you know, we could eventually make multiples of these and they could be different shapes. Uh, there are actually some small ones too. I maybe should have started with one of those. Let's see how big this is. Out of curiosity, that's 29 by 26. Okay, not bad. We'll do one of those later. Uh, we've got our first um, or, so let's copy that over. Gray or zero, as it is called. Put that in there. And. I think let's make a new object for this class or I'm going to keep with my tradition here, not really tradition, but I'm going to do the same thing again and extend group. Uh, eventually these could maybe extend tile grid instead of group, some of them. If they don't need to hold multiple things like ship especially or or especially this is going to be like an instance of this is meant to represent one specific asteroid on the screen uh not like all of them or anything so technically it could be a tile grid instead of a group i'm going to leave it as a group for now just to make it a little more flexible and easy to work with while i'm still kind of plowing through the the core functionality of the game so um or is there so we initialized that we want to set up a on disk bitmap i'm just going to do it the same way here or bitmap and i'll just do the one that we have for now gray or whoop, that one um yep make a tile grid also Or tile grid, tile grid self, or bitmap, pixel shader. Display IO dot tile grid, pixel shader, or bitmap, pixel shader. Shader make transparent zero. And or tile grid to self, that's the group. Okay. So I will go self.ors. This is also gonna be a list, but I am also gonna start with just one of them. self.ors 
Yeah, so let's just go self.ors dot append a new or we need display size in here. Yeah, I think we'll want that. Maybe? Maybe not. I don't know, actually. We'll see. Pass it in for now. Could eventually go back and remove it if we don't need it. Okay, create an or. Uh, we have appended it to ors, but we have not appended it to the self group yet. So, uh, actually, one more thing we should do is when you create it, it should probably be hidden to start with. Hidden equals true. Uh, you know what I'm going to do actually slightly different instead of doing hidden on my tile grid for this one I'm actually going to do hidden on my self which is going to be the group that way up here I can actually just go or dot hidden equals false uh, good night Dishipu thanks for hanging out here we go. Uh, we did not get an or on the screen. I was expecting it top left, maybe. I'm guessing we never did actually end it to self. Uh, so eventually we would decide which ones to make hidden and which ones to make visible. Eventually we'll have probably levels, and different levels will have different amounts of or. They'll spawn in different locations. They'll uh, maybe behave differently eventually, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so we did get our first one to spawn there. We can shoot at it, but of course nothing happens. They don't have uh, collision checking yet. Um, so let's work on collision checking. Actually, let's work on the ore moving itself around a bit as well, maybe. Um, so one question is, do we want to call ore.tick? Or do we want to just go inside game.tick? We process whatever logic we want. I think um, 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 let's go with... I think let's make a tick here. We'll see how that goes. Eventually we may change it up again. A lot of stuff here I'm doing on the fly with whatever the first thing that comes to mind is. Um, Maybe not the best, maybe not what we end up with, but that's where we're going to start. So tick. In here we'll go, um, let's keep some more details. Let's say the or, uh, let's say the or, let's say it goes back and forth and maybe, um, yeah, let's start with back and forth and then like towards the ship. So... Let's say um, self dot moving left equals false. So we're going to have this boolean for moving 
left or right, essentially. We are going to say if, so I will, uh, I'll not worry about limiting the speed inside of or.tick. Instead, we'll just rely on our if statement here to delay the speed. So in here, we'll just let it go as fast as it can. So we're not going to worry about time inside of here. We're just going to say if we're moving left, uh, else if we're moving right, Uh, getting into buddy. Got the stripey boy looking awfully curious over here. I don't know. Uh, if we're moving left, then we want to go self dot x minus minus yeah minus equals one. Uh, if self dot x greater than zero. Else, maybe at this point we change back self dot moving left equals false. So if we're moving left and if x is greater than zero, subtract one from x. Whenever x gets below zero, change moving left to false. If self dot x less than uh, self dot display size width minus uh, self dot or I'm gonna say uh, width self dot width is there a way that I can like quickly just hook up the self the a property to a child objects property like I want to make property def width and all it does is return self dot or bitmap dot width that's all it does is there a shorter hand way to write this to say like use this child's property as my parent property of the same name feels like a thing that python might have because it would reduce a bit of boilerplate although this is really not much i guess right so if we are not to the right edge, then self.x plus equals one. Else if we did make it to the right edge, change back to moving left. Or or in ors if or dot hidden false if it's showing or dot tick so to start with this should just make it move back and forth yep there we go that's pretty fast pretty fast I do think I want it a touch slower, actually, so... Uh, what do we want to do? You could hook up get item with get adder. Underscore underscore get item with get adder. I will have to look into that. I don't think I've ever overridden under, underscore dunder get item before. Not sure how that one works.
Um, how do we want to limit this a little bit more? I think... Maybe we do want to deal with time inside of tick. We want to pass time into here. Uh, also pass self, the game object, into here. So we could maybe do stuff with it inside if we needed. Um, yeah, let's start like that. Tick. Say now and game object. Let's go ahead and make a self.last update time. I don't know, eventually we'll maybe make this like configurable or something. Like maybe they go faster as the as you progress through the game. Start there. And we will actually limit it some inside of here. So we're going to say if now is greater than self last update time plus you know what would be convenient is def next update time property return self last update time plus let's go self dot this so yeah i'll do a self instance eventually maybe we'll change this in the constructor or something like that uh, as you go to further levels they get faster maybe or something like that actually i don't know if circ python supports it but even better would be to define git adder for the parent then use git adder on the child then you could do parent dot thing to get parent.child.thing. Yeah, that sounds like what I want. I'll have to look into git adder some um, so I can figure out how that works. But that sounds like pretty much exactly what I want with the last bit there, parent.thing, basically calling through to parent.child.thing. Um, so yeah, we're actually gonna do this differently. If now is greater than self.nextUpdateTime. last update time now and I think this should slow it down some yeah quite a bit okay yeah I like that speed to start out with um, we want it to come towards the ship as well to give you the illusion that the ship is flying forwards uh, my intention is to leave the ship at the bottom of the screen but to have the rest of the stuff fly downwards at the ship so uh, essentially, it will make it feel like the ship is flying forwards. Um, so what we'll do is, uh, either way, no matter which direction we're moving, but still, if it's time to update, we'll say self dot, we'll say actually if self dot, um, is that how we want to do it? Yeah, let's start like this again. I'm really like rough draft just blasting stuff out of my head as it comes uh almost certainly some of this i'm going to want to change i know i've said some version of that a few times now but um 
Yeah, let's just do it in here. Self.y if it's less than. It's less than uh, display size dot height, which is one. Then self dot y plus equals one because that is the direction of downwards. There we go. Okay. When it gets to the bottom, what should it do? So my eventual idea is that if the ore gets to the bottom, then you just miss that ore. Um, and that's fine. As long as, you, as long as it doesn't run into you, that would damage you if it does. And as long as uh, you don't hit it with the laser, then it just flies off the bottom, you fly past it, and you just keep going. Nothing else really happens with it. Uh, if it runs into you, then it will cause damage, and if you shoot the laser at it, then you can collect it. I almost want to... I think I'm going to leave it how it is for now, but I'm thinking about maybe even making it move slower in the Y direction than the X direction. I think for now, let's just keep it how it is, though. So let's make it so if the laser hits the ore, you can collect it to get some resources. So in the game, I'm actually going to keep track of this. So while we're looping over the lasers here, we're going to say... Um, Only for lasers that are showing, and after we move, how do we want to do this actually? Let's think about this for a second. Do we want to check each laser if it is? colliding with an ore, or do we want to check each ore if it has been collided with by a laser, or does it matter? May not matter. Let's see, I think we're more likely to have more ores than lasers, at least to start out with. So if we're going to loop over all of them, we should loop over the smaller one. So I think actually what we do is uh, inside of the or thing here, we're going to go tick the or, and then after we tick the or, we're going to say if, basically check, check collision, Laser and ore. So 
So if or dot x. Okay, so if that is, how do we do that? Actually, we basically want to say if the if the x of the laser is between the x of the or plus the width of the or, which means that it's greater than the x. So if laser.x is greater than or.x and laser.x is less than or.x plus or.width, and that's not how you write and, and I forgot a colon. And I think this could be simplified to this one, which I always no exists but don't ever remember how to write successfully the first time 4.x is less than laser.x and if laser.x is less than or.x plus or.width and we want to check another thing and uh, laser.y let's say laser.y is less than no, greater than or dot y plus or dot height. I think that's right. So what do we do? Let's say uh, if they collide, we want to hide them both. Laser dot hidden equals true, or dot hidden equals true. Game dot uh, self dot collected or plus one print uh, captured or. Let's see if that works. We may need to slow it down or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, something's wrong. We didn't... So I think what happened is that... Um... Okay, so for one thing, in order to make this easier to test, what I'm going to do, instead of doing hidden true, I'm actually going to say... I'm actually just going to, like, reset the or. Eventually we'll change this, but... Or dot y equals zero. We're just going to put it back to the top. Uh, let me put it back to the top when it gets to the bottom as well.
So it does. does hit it but the collision looks wrong we we collide before we're there and then there's sometimes where it looks like we did hit it but it doesn't count it ah okay i if i line myself up right i can count it as a hit right when i fire so something with the y Something with the y-axis is wrong. Let's, uh, let's print, I already have a print actually, let's go f-string, captured or, uh, this, let's say, uh, or.y. Laser.y. Let's just print those and see what we're getting. Okay, well, we reset it to zero, so of course it's zero, but let's print before we do that, of course. So you see that one, it looked like they collided, but it didn't count it. And then that one, they did 82 and 73. So if laser... Ah, okay, I think I see it. We actually want if laser is less than... So we actually want to check it a full, like, between. We actually need it to be the same way... Same way that this one is. Is there, there's probably a better algorithm for this. Uh, collision detection between two rectangles. This probably exists. I'm not, I'm probably uh, not the one that can write the best version of this. Um, circle collision, that might be fun eventually. Separating axis. So this is JavaScript. So I'm actually going to make a helper function on game called def rect collision. Collision. I don't know how to spell collision. My spelling is not very good. Two L's. Rect collision. And we basically need... I don't know why these aren't underscores. 
Oop. Okay, so I could go through the effort of troubleshooting my own if statement there. But I am also confident this is a solved thing. I'm not the first one who's wanted to have rectangular collisions. But if we can find some drop-in code that does work, that'll save us a bit of time and troubleshooting. But if it doesn't work, without too much messing around with it, then I will probably just go back to writing mine. Okay. All that stuff is true, then return true, otherwise return false. Format it, save it, back into here where you're going to... Comment that if self direct collision. So we'll say the let's say it does. I don't think it matters which one is rect one and rect two. So let's say rect one will be the or or dot x or dot y or dot width or dot height. Now laser dot x. Laser dot y, laser dot width, laser dot height. So laser doesn't seem to have a height and a width, um, which is because we did not make a class for laser, we made it a... Oh, okay, well, it's a tile grid. Um, but it's a one-by-one, one, so what it, it... It will actually have a width and height. This is just my... Um, my stubs are out of date. Uh, it does actually have a width and a height, but those are going to be the wrong things. We actually want tile width which will be the size in pixels of the tile, which in our case is equal to the size of the entire sprite. Okay, we... Oh. Interesting. Sometimes it works pretty good, but other times it passes through. Hmm. Oh, the camera froze.
camera crashed. That's going to kill my black screen too. Actually cheated this a little bit to make uh screen a bit darker. Oh, I'm not sure. I think we want to change this up a bit. Um... Yeah. I'm going to keep this one in case I want to go back to it, but I'm actually going to write a different one. Looks like it's passing through from center to right side of the ore. The left side seems consistent at uh, registering hits. Oh, yeah. If it's moving left, Oh, that time we did get it. If it's moving left, it does seem to be a little easier to hit. So we probably, it's probably to do with, um, the way that X and Y are the top left corner. rather than anything else. I think I'm going to tweak it up a bit, though. We're going to go... I'm going to make a new one of these, def rect collision. We're going to have all the same things. Uh, but I actually want to do it a little bit differently. Let's do this. Let's take these two. Um, and I want to check differently. What I want to do is check the... I want to I'm going to check just a single point. I'm going to check the the center point of the laser. Instead of checking the whole entire rectangle of the laser, I'm going to check just the center point of the laser and then return true if that's inside the rectangle that represents the ore. Um, 
know if we'll actually want to print that for sure, but so then we're just gonna say if laser center zero, which is x, where we'll go or dot x. Or dot x is less than that, and if that is less than or dot x plus or dot width and if or dot y less than supposed to be less than I feel like these ones might need to be backwards. Okay, I think this is wrong though. So if we suppose the or, let's just say it's, uh, let's just say it's at like 100, 100, the y would be 100. And it seems like it's all right, actually. Like it's all right. Overindented. So I think that that checks the center point of the laser to see if it's inside of the or rectangle. Okay, now we're feeling pretty good. Yeah. Okay. This isn't much of a game, but it's enough to be kind of fun. Um, I think that's pretty good for our collision. So, what do I want to work on next? Let's say... think about this for a minute oh, okay let's do collision with the ship let's make it so if the ore collides with the ship then you will take damage um 
I don't know exactly how I'm going to end up representing the life of the ship. I guess we're about to kind of figure that out. I think, I think what I don't want it to be like, oh, oh no, okay. It wasn't scrolled, but it is. I don't think I want it to be like you get hit by an ore once and that just destroys your entire ship. I think what I want is uh, a couple of hits. That way you can eventually buy upgrades for like better armor stuff. And that would increase the amount of collisions with the ship that it takes to actually damage it. So let's go um, inside of a knit. Let's go self.health equals... I don't know, let's start it nice and easy at 100. Um, in our tick here, for each of the ores, we're already going over this. Let's go after lasers. That way, that way, uh, if... Basically, we want to give the player a chance to capture the ore the frame before it runs into them. If they manage to shoot the laser the frame before they get hit, they should capture it, not get hit. So I want to put this after we check all the lasers. Uh, there's no four, we're just going to say... Um, if self.ship collision or and then we're going to go if self.ship.health greater than no we'll check this after actually let's go self.ship.health I don't know, maybe minus equals 10 or something. Let's just start there. We'll see. Uh, minus equals 10. Oh, right, right. I was like, is that a thing? Yeah, I guess it is. It's a totally different thing, though. Uh, needs a ship damage indicator. Yeah, I think... Yeah, we'll do something. I Maybe we'll do a progress bar or something like that. Kind of like a, a fighter game where you have a health bar. Um, I don't know if that's not necessarily probably the traditional way for this type of like asteroids game but i think i like something like that that way we have a nice big range of health that we can play with the upgrades on um so let's say minus 10 and we'll play with the numbers later if uh minus 10 then we just say if health is less than or equal to zero uh then we'll say print uh game over Eventually, we'll change this to do something else as well. Um, we can go ahead and start making our game into a state machine. Uh, state playing equals zero. Actually, let's go. Uh, we'll have a state waiting to play. Or I'm going to call it, uh, yeah, waiting. To play. That one's actually going to be zero. This one's going to be one. State game over. 
to Inside of tick, Need to make current score. I mean, uh, state. Um, I guess we might as well start just right away. Let's go state waiting to play. This one is state playing. Uh, I'm gonna leave, yeah, I'm gonna leave it like that for now inside a tick, but what we're gonna do is inside of a button event, If we're playing, we'll do this. Elif. Actually, let's just go else. Yeah, let's just go else. Change it to state.playing. So if you press the A button while you're in the waiting to play or the game over, then it will start the game. So by default, I think that means like when we first start, our ship should not move and our asteroids should not move, which they don't. But if I press the A button, then they should start, but they didn't, and instead it crashed. So we will look. Ship collision spelled wrong, I think. Two L's, one S. Like I probably spelled it wrong. Oh, well, I didn't have one yet, I guess. Yeah, it looks like I don't have one yet. We only have one ship. We don't need to pass that in. And how am I going to do this one? I think let's do this one by saying... Let's say if... Okay. I'm actually going to 
Gonna make this a little bit more generic. We're gonna say def point in rect point rect Oops. Point that one's there. Or is our rect, so we go rect x is zero. We're gonna go xy width height, so zero one is xy width is two. Y is one. Laser center is our point. Y is one, three. So this is going to be like a tuple XY with height. This is going to be a tuple of XY. This way here, we can actually abstract this a bit and say, if point, if point in rect point is laser center, rect is tuple with or x or y or with height. And then for ship collision, I'm going to say, I'm going to choose the point at the bottom center of the rectangle, basically here. If that point is touching inside the rectangle of the ship, then we're going to consider that a collision. So, or bottom center equals or dot x. Halfway, so x plus or dot width over two. The y is or dot y plus or dot height all the way. No dividing by two because we want bottom. So then if point in rect point is or bottom center rect is ship x we need a tuple ship dot x ship dot y ship dot width ship dot height these are all self
go to game over state and print game over. Eventually we'll have game over graphics. It'll show a label or something. We'll do that. But for now, let's try like this. Camera froze again. Oh boy. I think it's like if I don't use it enough. Somehow it knows that I haven't loaded the tab in a while and it dies. Okay, so I pressed A and it started. I ran my ship into it and then it just paused. Seems odd. Came over. Hmm. Oh, I think we need to, like, uh, it's going to collide every game frame. We need to, like, remove the ore. So I think we should go, uh, if we did collide, but the game is not over, we want to go ore.y equals zero. Move it back to the top for now. Eventually we would like hide it, it would go away, we wouldn't have that ore anymore, that'd be fine. There we go. Okay, that appears to be working. Let's make this uh, go like 25 instead. That way we only have to run into ore four times. Now we're back to game over state, uh, and I could play again by just pressing the A button. Oh. Uh, we should make, um, we should make reset. When reset happens, collected ore goes back to zero. Health goes back to let's say ship dot starting health. Go make that. That way we can tweak it later, much easier. So now if it resets, we should get our entire 100 health back. Oh, no, we're still getting game over right away. Oh, we didn't call reset, duh. Uh, when we go from game over to playing, that's when we want to call reset. So that's in the A button press. A button event, else here we're going to say reset. There we go, okay.
That should be the fourth one. Yep. Okay, so that's working. Um, let's see. We have been going about two hours. Got a bit of a slow start because it took me a minute to get YouTube running. Um, I know it's definitely been a long day, so I don't necessarily want to go too much longer. Uh, but I do still want to get a little bit more done. And again, like I said earlier, I think the plan is going to be uh, work on this again tomorrow morning during my stream. So uh, I stream at 10 a.m. Central Time on Saturdays. Um, typically, it'll be working on CircuitPython libraries or projects or whatever I'm getting into at the time. Um, I think what I'll do is work on this tomorrow during the stream as well. Um, and then have that those couple hours of tomorrow's stream be kind of the unofficial end of the of the game jam. We'll kind of see where I'm at after that. Um, I don't necessarily think I'll have a fully feature complete game. That's not necessarily the point here. The point is to have a playable game that's kind of fun enough to be able to play with a demo. And I think we're well on our way to that. In fact, I feel like we're we're a lot of the way there right now. This game is not very fun right now because you don't do anything with your points and it just kind of starts over, but we've got the basic game loop. We've got the core sort of feedback loop working pretty well. Um, and so I think we could spend some time tweaking and tuning and just making fun things in that feedback loop and we'll be good to go. Um, I am going to do, I think, one more thing, though, before I go. So... Uh, let me show, I think, health. Uh, we have a progress bar. It would be cool to show a progress bar with the ship's health, and that should be pretty easy, I think. So I will try to hook that up, and then after that, I think, call it a night. So progress bar, GitHub. Simple test. Circup install progress bar. Okay. Um, what do we want to use for width and height? We want to use for width and height. I think Ah, this is tough. We don't have display size in here, actually. Maybe we should do it inside. Do we want to run the entire width? think so.
I think I want it to be in the top right corner and I want it to be not the entire width, just a portion. So I think maybe width will actually maybe just hard code. Um, I want to say this screen is like 240 by 240. Uh, maybe a third of the screen is what I want, but I think I'll just hard code it to 80. Width is 80. Height will be really short. Um, start with like five and see what that looks like. X, Y, this is going to be, so X is going to be, um, display width minus 80. Y is just going to be zero. Width and height are going to be the variables. Direction will go left to right. Sure, what the default color is. Health progress bar. in that value minimum value you set the maximum Max value. Started on a hundred. See if that shows. It does, yeah, it looks like it. Okay. And let's make it minus each time. So when we get hit by the or Doesn't look like it. Oh, actually, it is. Yeah, it's this little teeny tiny black bar in there. Actually, I do kind of see it. It's very tough on this size screen. Uh, maybe let's go play with this a bit more. Let's say, um, let's make the height bigger and then let's change up the colors. Maybe uh, let's try eight, see what that's like. And then um, let's go we have fill color oh we have a border thickness let's go border thickness zero yeah let's actually just try like that seems like this usually have numerical output like octopus game for health and score ah yeah there we go 
Nice. Oh, uh, we'll need to update the insider reset. We want to update the progress bar as well. That way it'll go back to full. There we go. Ooh, so that time we caught... If you let the asteroid go past you, since I'm checking for collision on that bottom point, it uh, you can kind of collide with the back half of it and not get counted. Maybe we'll add one more check to actually check the top middle pixel as well. I don't know that we necessarily need to check the entire rectangle, um, but we could maybe check the top middle pixel as well, and that would make it so you can't really cheat by uh, letting it fly past you too much. Okay, so yeah, eventually we'll also put the amount of ore that we've collected on the display somewhere. Right now that's not showing. Uh, but we've got our life bar, you know, health progress bar hooked up, which is pretty nice. Uh, eventually we'll be able to make the ship have more health or have armor that mitigates some of the uh, damage from the ores and stuff like that. So um, I think I will call it there. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I've got, again, you know, kind of the core game loop function um, working here, the feedback loop of the game. Obviously there's still some stuff to do to turn it into more of an actual game instead of kind of a proof of concept. I think we're pretty much kind of in like the proof of concept stage right now where the most basic stuff functions, but it hasn't been built into a game yet. We haven't gone over it with an eye towards making a fun game uh, to figure out, you know, where, the, where all the updates and how much the different upgrades and stuff like that are gonna cost. I think that's kind of what I'll work on tomorrow. Uh, thank you, everybody uh, who is watching. Thank you, everybody who participated in Circuit Python Day. I hope everybody had a wonderful day. Um, this is the last stream for Circuit Python Day, so no more going on uh, with regards to that on streams and stuff. Uh, but I will be back tomorrow morning again at 10 a.m. Central Time over on my own channel um, to follow up with the second half of the game jam. So. Uh, follow me over on Twitch if you want, FoamyGuy underscore Twitch. Uh, you'll get notifications. The other thing you can do is if you just head to the Adafruit Discord, uh, in the live broadcast chat, I'll always post the links when I get started on Saturday morning streaming. So you can head there, look in the live broadcast chat, and I'll drop links when I get going. So uh, thank you to everybody. Um, especially thank you to everyone who helped get me up and running, uh, got, got YouTube sorted out, and... Um, pointed out some stuff like that, letting me know that we were good and live by then. Thank you to everyone who helped out with CircuitPython Day. Uh, Paul Cutler did a bunch of work today, so I definitely want to say a, a thank you to, to Paul Cutler for everything that he's done with the panel and just a bunch of stuff today, so thank you there. Thank you, of course, to Adafruit. Um, I will leave you with um, you know something I normally start the stream with, but I think I did not say it today because I was a little flustered by YouTube. Uh, not working out yet, but what I'll say is, um, you know, CircuitPython is an open source project. All of us that work on CircuitPython that get paid um, are paid by Adafruit uh, to do so. So thank you to Adafruit. And if you want to help support the project, 
one of the ways you can do that is by purchasing hardware from adafruit.com. So uh, please, uh, if you are interested in buying some fun toys to play with, uh, take a look over at adafruit.com. They sell microcontrollers that run CircuitPython. They sell bits and bobs, doodads, lights, buzzers, beepers, uh, buttons, levers, motors, all sorts of things you can imagine. They sell all of that kind of stuff, which you can write CircuitPython code to interact with. Uh, of course, I'm working on a game today, and it's on the Pico system, which I believe Adafruit stocks. I want to say that's where I purchased mine. Yeah, Pico system, 44 in stock. So if anybody's interested in the particular handheld that I have, uh, here it is. You can purchase that over at Adafruit. Um, it's got it like a little Mario game that you can play on it as well that you see in the video there. So lots of fun stuff you can do with this device. Um, it's made by Pimeroni. Um, it's not an Adafruit device, but Adafruit does stock it. And yeah, thank you again to everybody who does purchase hardware from Adafruit, uh, because again, that's that's how the whole project keeps going. That's how uh, those of us that get paid uh, actually do get paid to put time into it. So thank you again to Adafruit and everybody who purchases hardware from them. And I think that's it for me. So I will see you all next time. Hope everybody has a